With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Janie Pilgrim, and this is the deal. Welcome, welcome to The Deal. I'm Janie Pilgrim, your host, where a little advice can change your life. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time chatting with you prior to getting into today's topic because I'm really excited about it and I want to give you as much information and some pearls and some wisdom that you can take on your job and begin using them immediately. Some of the information that I give you may provide a baseline for you to begin to do the work that's going to impact your life. But I just want to remind you that you are going to need to put practices in place. In order to put practices in place, there has to be some level of commitment in order to carry it out. You may have to set up reminders. And sometimes I have to give myself pep talks. So if that works for you, then you should try that as well. So get your pens out. Sit back, relax, and let's get into today's topic, which is, is your background keeping you down? I was actually in the car and I was about to go to the gym when this topic came to me and I said, let me share what I mean a little bit about the topic and share it on the show. And what I mean is a lot of us come from backgrounds that impact how we view the world, and how we operate in it. And I want to provide you with some tools that can address some of our life experiences that may have happened when we were growing up, as a child, when we became teenagers, and even as young adults, that we're carrying over into the workplace that may be impacting you in a way that you're not as effective as you can be. So get your pens, relax, and let's provide an atmosphere where you can receive the information. Okay, one of the first things I want to address is privacy. I grew up in an environment where I often heard our business is our business. So those subtle cues and and they may not be so subtle but those subtle cues inform me that you just don't share a lot of your business which is true I do believe in business 
the business as in corporate America and your personal business, they may overlap, but there's certain information you want to keep to yourself. I mean, obviously, if it's going to be some information that's going to impact the way you have to do your job, maybe you have a child that's sick, maybe you're personally sick or you have a family member that's sick and you need to share that with your boss and maybe a few colleagues do that. But some people bring their personal business into work. And I notice for people who are very well liked in the office or the chatty Cathy's, the people who make really good connections at work, sharing their personal business doesn't really seem to negatively impact them at work. They're the exception to the rule. What I want to share with you today is it's really important for you to keep your personal business separate from your professional life. And I just want to explain that a little bit. I think it's really important, and I said this on other shows, it's really important for you to build deep connections, deep, meaningful connections at work. Deep, meaning connections doesn't mean that you share all your personal business. You have to share business that's in the safe zone. And what I mean by that is you can share information, for example, I've gone to the theater with my girlfriends this weekend. My fiance and I are going on vacation. My husband and I are, you know, going on a date night tonight. My children and I are going to the park. We're taking a family vacation. Those are very safe zones. And it's a way to connect with folks because you find common ground, to share information at work. Because honestly, if you're not sharing at all at work and you seem to be standoffish, you're losing out on meaningful connections that would make the environment a better place to just be. You're there eight plus hours a day. You want to build those meaningful relationships. But more often than not, what you want to do is build trust amongst your colleagues. And without sharing some personal information, it's really challenging for people to trust you. So find information that's safe to share to help you build relationships at work. Let me share with you why I'm telling you to share in the safe zone. Again, I mentioned sharing is a great way to build personal and professional relationships at work and build trust. Here's the flip side. If you are sharing information that's not in a safe zone, for example, there was someone that I worked with, she dated quite a bit and she was in and out of a number of personal relationships. And every time you turned around, she was sharing about someone new she was dating. And because she was dating someone new, the implication was often that it wasn't working out with the current person that she was in a relationship with. That being said, if we're using this as an example, if something happens to go astray at work, what people have a tendency to do is look for reasons why something may have gone astray. They may tie whatever you've shared that may not be in the safe zone to your work performance. 
the reason why Samantha's not performing well is because she's having lots of boyfriend problems. So what you don't want to happen is people to begin to tie if you are having a performance issue with something that's happening in your personal life. So that's why I want you to share in a safe zone. Now that we addressed keeping your personal business personal and sharing in the safe zone, what I want to address is being able to speak up for yourself. There are many cultures where children are seen and not heard or they just never really speak up for themselves. That's considered disrespectful. Oftentimes, whatever we have been groomed and we have grown up with, we take that to the workplace. And so that's why the topic of the show is your background holding you back is relevant here. In the workplace, if you come from a culture where speaking up for yourself to an authority figure is considered disrespectful, you're going to have to challenge that status quo that you're dealing with internally in the workplace. Because in the workplace is a place where you have to stand up for yourself. You have to be heard and take responsibility for the things that you do. So if it's a case, and this is often very prevalent, if it's a authority figure that happens to be a male-female relationship, if the father figure says something, the daughter has been taught not to speak up for themselves. So what you have to do again is, is challenge your inner learning in this case, because you've been taught all your life to give a certain level of respect to your elders. And having that respect is a good thing in a workplace. In fact, I think with the, some of the younger generations, they, they know <laughs> they've been taught that it's really important to speak up and talk back. And so that works, but everything's a balance. You have to be able to give your boss respect. Your boss has gotten to that position for a reason. They've learned information on the culture, about the business, about the industry, and they were promoted to lead subordinates and to keep in line with the company's goals, mission, and objectives. That being said, when you have to work on a project, when you're lead on a project, you have to speak up. And then sometimes you may have to challenge your boss. And you can challenge your boss in a respectful way. You could say, John, have you considered X or Mary? Um, this is the information that I gathered. And share the information with your boss in that way. Also, what's really important to know is your boss's style. Now, if your boss has a style that data rules and data would help persuade your boss to think in a different direction, then make sure you come armed with data. Also, if your boss is the kind of boss where personal relationships are really important, then it's important to build personal relationships each and every time you meet. If your boss is a straight to the point person, get to the point, have the facts, then you should show up at the meeting and address the boss in the way that they like to be addressed. That's really important. But and in doing that, it makes it easier for you to stand up for yourself. You can say, Mary, I looked at the facts, assuming this person is very analytical and data driven. I looked at the facts and based on the facts, 
this is my recommendation and let me tell you why. And then you proceed to tell your boss in a very concise way and take it slow. If you're a fast talker like I am, then slow it down a a notch and take the time to explain why the current direction may be not the best choice for the department or the organization. The reason why it's important to say this respectfully, because sometimes for whatever reason, people let their egos get in the way. And when the ego is in the way, they tend not to hear you. So you need to meet a person where they're at. You need to be respectful. If you want to get anything done, they say that you can, you can attract more flies with honey than you can vinegar. So it's really important for you to meet your boss where they're at. Take the approach of how your boss likes data information presented and present the information that way. That's an easier way to allow yourself to be heard. If your boss prefers information, an email, send it in, in, send the information in email. And maybe you want to follow up by just, you know, knocking on the door, sticking your head in, asking that they have five minutes to go over your email. And I really encourage, if you don't already, to try to get one-on-one on your boss's calendar. Depending on your boss's style or the company, it doesn't have to be formal. The companies that I worked for, we set up a weekly meeting to meet with our boss one-on-one. For certain other companies, it's informal. Maybe you can knock on the door and just sit down and tell them that you want to share something with them. Again, if your boss is one of these bosses who loves detail, You may want to come in with an agenda of things that you want to talk about and just cross those off. Why? So that you keep on track and it's the best use of your time and their time. So that's really about speaking up for yourself, but speaking up for yourself in a way that you can be heard and presenting the information in a way that your boss can receive it. And sometimes we allow childhood experiences or cultural experiences to transition over to work. It could potentially have a negative impact. In some cultures, it's called gossip or informer, a blabbermouth, a tattletale, a snitch, a whistle, a whistleblower, fat mouth. <laughs> There's all kinds of names depending on the community you're from. But in some cultures, it's not favorable to go and squeal on someone. And sometimes we allow that cultural experience to transition over into the workplace. And quite honestly, this is one of the big ones that does not work. And I'll tell you why. Oftentimes in work, it's necessary for you to tell your boss and senior leadership when someone's not pulling their weight. This can also happen if someone has not sent out information on time. Maybe they work in your department or maybe... They work with you in a different department and you are relying on their information in order to get a report or some other timely information out, sometimes on a monthly basis or sometimes on a one-off situation. Or if you have a coworker who is just not being a team player, I'm not suggesting that you go in and you bad mouth your employees. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about you in honor sharing with your boss situations that are occurring in the workplace. If someone's not doing their job, if someone's not 
producing information on time. You just need to let your boss in senior leadership know. And this could be done with integrity. And part of the reason you need to let them know, because if something hits the fan, if stuff hits the fan, you may need to have cover. And informing your boss in senior leadership of what's going on in the department can provide you with cover. Now, you have to understand the dynamics within your department, within your organization. Now, if your boss is the first line of defense, that's where you go to if that's protocol and if that's the company culture. And in some cases, in some companies, there are skip meetings where you may skip your boss and go to the senior level managers. You have to use your own judgment and your own discernment on what to share with a more senior level person. Because I'll tell you, the reality is, if you go to a senior level person with a problem, Are you just sharing information or are you expecting them to do something about it? And if you're going to a senior level person about information with your boss, that could be a little tricky. And I'm not suggesting that. What I'm saying is you have to understand the dynamics within your organization. It's also important to understand the relationships that your boss has with the senior management or with the senior level manager that you're meeting with. But the old ways of working, of not sharing, of not telling on your coworkers if they're not doing their job can leave you leave you in the pinch. I've seen situations where it could be something very simple where a report has to go out on a particular day. I've seen here's a scenario. A report was supposed to go out on Friday. Everyone in the department was alerted who was involved in this information gathering was alerted to when the report was going to go out and they were giving a deadline, let's say by Wednesday, to get the information to this particular person within the department. Everyone responded with their information, and one person responded and said, there are no updates. So the person who was supposed to send out the information sent out the information as reported from her colleagues and coworkers, and then that same person who said there was nothing to report later on in the week came back and said, oh, by the way, here's information for the report. So the person um, who was sent out the report said, this report went out on Thursday since there were no new updates from you. And the person sent a really nasty email saying that that report was not due until the end of the week on Friday and asked why it was sent early, but was done in a way that wasn't very nice. Now, this person who was questioning why the email went out early wasn't the person's boss, and they had no authority over the person. Basically, she was just covering her own behind because she had said earlier in the week that there was no new updates. Now, keeping your boss informed in a situation like this to say, hey, just want to forward you the email that Samantha sent me saying that she had no information to send and I sent it off to senior management as per instruction. If there was no new updates from people, I will update it accordingly and send it out. It's better to get the information to the big wigs early than to get it late. So one or two things could have happened in that scenario. The boss could have said next time, just wait till Friday to send a report just in case there's any changes. That would have been a good solution. Or your boss could have given you cover and emailed that person manager back and said, hey, your department said there was nothing new to report. So we got the information out earlier. If you want the information, one or two things we could do. 
we could send an update to the report or you can send it out directly. It's your call because you always want to look like a team player, give the other person the option, but sharing information with your boss, like in that scenario and say, Hey, just want you to know that this person said there was no new updates. I sent the information out. How would you like me to proceed? It provides cover for you. It provides cover for your boss. No boss wants to be caught blindsided. So keeping your boss informed of what's going in the department, if someone's not pulling their weight, if someone's not being a team player, just share it in the most honorable way, not squealing, not tattling. Just say, Bob, this is the situation we were in. This is the information that we needed. Josephine didn't get us the information on time. Joseph said he will have it to us by Wednesday, but we were supposed to have it by Monday. How would you like us to proceed? Keep your boss informed and just share information with them so they are aware. And you have to determine based on your culture, based on your boss and based on your style, what's the best way to communicate that information? Is it just verbally or do you send an email? And some people will always say, cover your behind and send an email. And I agree with that. Tell your boss and just say, hey, I'm just sending you a reminder that this is going on. But when you're dealing with teammates and you're dealing with just updates like that, sometimes it's better just to tell your boss verbally and continue to remind them. Um, if something pops up, then to send out an email. Some bosses, I had one boss who didn't like emails. Um, he didn't like the paper trail <laughs> and because um, it was just that, a paper trail. But you have to discern when it's time to say the information verbally and when it's time to say it verbally and then just follow up with an email. Just And the way you were positioned is like, hey, John or hi, Jane, I'm, I'm sending you this email as a follow up just so that I can remember. Um, here's the information as per we discussed. Please let me know if you need anything else. Just nice and neat and always be above board and act like a team member because that's how you add value to the team. That's how you could help create a, co- a cohesive relationship. And that's how you can provide cover for yourself and your boss. So we discussed three things today. One, keep your personal business personal. Speak up for yourself. And don't worry about being a tattletale. You need to share information to provide cover for yourself, to make your boss look good, and to make your department look good. And it's also a way of being a team player. And just before we sign off this evening, I just want to remind everyone that today is March 1st. It's the first day of Women's Month. And I would like to pay tribute to all the women that came before me, that paved a way for me, women like me, And I just want to take this time out to say thank you for those who are not here, those who are here and still making strides and making contribution. Women, you're doing an excellent job. I'm actually honored that I can be in a space where there's such magnificent women doing such magnificent things, being leaders, being mothers, being friends, being sisters and being confidants. So thank you so much for all that you are and all that you provide. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Janie Pilgrim. This is The Deal, where a little advice can change your life. Good night.
please tune in next week at 7.30 right here on Blog Talk Radio on Tuesday nights. But I could also be reached on LinkedIn at Janie Pilgrim where there's lots of information for you to help you build your career. I can also be found on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Twitter, my handle is The Deal FM, and I'm also on Tumblr. I look forward to staying connected. Good night.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.